the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. Thank you to Stephanie for calling in and Rick and Whitney weighing in uh, on what I think is an important discussion about masks. But we're going to pivot now, and uh, I want to bring him right in because we value the time we have with him. He is a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. He's a businessman, and he bills himself as a political outsider because he is. He's Bernie Marino. He's a friend of the show. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you today? Hey, thank you for having me, Jack. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I didn't know that I was going to do this, but I'm going to ask you this question because I am old enough to remember you taking a ton of flack in 2020. Uh, first uh, hour of the show, we talked about masking, and there is a an effort from a Republican lawmaker in the Ohio State House uh, to pass a joint resolution that would allow citizens to decide if they want to amend the Constitution to prohibit mask mandates. How do you feel about that, Bernie? Do you think we should be mandated to wear masks? No, absolutely not. I mean, what we saw in 2020 and 2021, even part of 2022, was unconscionable. Every single one of these rules was totally arbitrary. There was no science behind it. Uh, those of us who spoke out were vilified, uh, which, by the way, if we had been wrong, we, we, which we were not, we still had the First Amendment right to be wrong yep. and speak out. Uh, we can never see anything like that repeated. I don't think putting that in the Constitution is the proper way to do it. I th- I'm a big believer that's follow the legislative process. Yep. Otherwise, we're no better than what the left is doing. Uh, but for for certain, there can't be ever a situation again where you have vaccine mandates or mask mandates. And we can never forget what the government did to us during that three-year period of time. I am glad to hear you say that because I'm a little bit on the fence. I'm I'm with you. I think that it should go through the legislative process because I think that makes better public policy. It gives it gives voters the chance to really see what's in it. And, uh, you know, amending the Constitution should be something that happens on a very, very limited basis. Um, pivoting now, you got a big endorsement about six days ago. I believe it was a Republican senator. Tell us about that. Yeah, one of the most ardent constitutional conservatives in the country is Senator Mike Lee from Utah. He is a great thinker. In fact, at one point, he has thought about it being a Supreme Court nominee. Mm. Uh, but uh, thank God for the Senate. He ended up staying there. But just a great guy. I've gotten to know him. Uh, we're going to be great friends in the Senate. Uh, we're definitely aligned on issues. Uh, he's somebody who puts a lot of thought into who he, who he endorses. It was a long meeting that I had with him. He wanted to make certain that he was endorsing somebody to actually go there to get our country back to our constitutional principles. Because I think, Jack, as you know, there's a little bit of a difference today between Republicans and constitutional conservatives, mm-hmm. and we need many more constitutional conservatives in Congress. <laughs> you just nailed it. I, I'm with you 100%. I talked yesterday. I probably got on a soapbox for too long. I said, look, there are a lot of people who put an R behind their name, and then voters don't pay attention and when we get into these crisis situations, people go, well, why? 
why is he or she doing that? Well, because they're not constitutional conservatives. They're rhinos at best. But you have the backing of, is it three U.S. senators now? Does that make three? Yeah, tomorrow we're announcing a fourth. Uh, but we have Senator Marco Rubio. We have J.D. Vance, of course. And now Senator Lee will announce another one tomorrow. We've got 500-plus endorsements from every corner of the state of Ohio. We have 15 of President Trump's former ambassadors. We have Cash Patel, Matt Whitaker, Kerry Lake, Lee Zeldin, Norm Coleman, who runs the Republican Jewish Coalition. He endorsed me in his personal capacity. Uh, I mean, we just have a great group of endorsers. And, of course, Charlie Kirk and Turning Point, which is, uh, as you know, allows us to mobilize the entire youth movement, uh, which is which he's doing a really great job of making Gen Z much more conservative than millennials. That's super fantastic. That gives me a little bit of hope. I, I have concerns sometimes that that uh, the younger generation has been swallowing the progressive uh, poison blue pill for so long. But it's going to take time and it's going to take efforts like that. So let's talk about this poll. You, in the middle of a, a $2 million ad spend, conducted a poll, internal poll. Tell us what that revealed. Right. So what we did is we just wanted to see after a week, were people watching the ad, were people, was the ad resonating? We didn't expect a huge amount of movement because, as you know from marketing, you know, a week doesn't really tell you much. Right. Uh, but we went from uh, uh, third place to first place. Uh, the others dropped quite a bit. Uh, we're running another poll now. We'll see how that shakes out. But the reality is, uh, Jack, here's what the the poll told us more than anything else. We're done with career politicians. People want outsiders. They want business people. They want people that are going there to serve the country, not to build a career or heaven forbid wealth, because we're sick of people going there as career politicians that have looted this country, have ripped us off, have done things that help their careers and done nothing to help the American people. That's the big change that the survey told us was loud and clear. Well, and I think that that is why Donald Trump was so admired and uh, that, and I think some people actually love his grittiness. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Do you think uh, 45 is going to endorse in this race and do you think he's going to endorse you? Well, he's definitely going to endorse in this race. In terms of who he endorses, that's 100% up to him. He certainly encouraged me to run uh, in April. Uh, We have a great relationship. We're very aligned on policies. You know, he he needs people that are going to be in D.C. that actually have his back. You know what happened in 17. I know what happened in 17 and 18 and 19. He was fighting Republicans just as much as he was fighting Democrats. And that's got to change. So he understands that. And I think that's what's going to be different about uh, who he endorses going forward is uh, uh, making certain that he's um, really being careful about people who are going to be true to the agenda, mm-hmm. this American first agenda. That's the key to the whole deal. Yeah, I would agree with that 100 percent, Bernie. Uh, let's talk about an issue that I think is important to all of us, but I think probably you have a unique perspective on. You and your family came to this country legally. I'm looking at the Washington Examiner today, and it looks like senators are working to salvage a bipartisan border security agreement that's at the center of President Joe Biden's $106 billion defense spending legislation, but it seems like it's getting stalled. Uh, do you see any hope for changes in our border policy, or do you think it's going to wait, have to wait until 24 when, when you're uh, in the Senate? Look, well, obviously it will happen when we get in there in 2025. That's going to happen. For, uh, that's job one, day one, week one. I hope we can get it done between now and then, but it's not about money. 
It's not that we need more money at the border. That's a typical politician viewpoint. Let's just throw money at a problem. We need good policies. What I've outlined is very simple common sense. If you come into the country illegally, you forfeit your right for asylum for life, and you're immediately returned, period. If you come in through a legal port of entry, you wait in Mexico while your asylum claim is being heard. We finish the wall to give Border Patrol agents the ability to patrol it properly. We work with Mexico to de- uh, declare the terrorist cartels foreign terrorist organizations, which is what they are. We use our special operators with Mexico to wipe the drug cartels off the face of the earth. Those are the things that we can do that are common sense. It will save taxpayers billions of dollars. Jack, you may have read this article. We're going to spend $451 billion housing illegal migrants in this country this year. This year, wow. half a trillion dollars. That's 12 times the budget of Ohio. Is that what you expect your government to be doing, spending your hard-earned taxpayer dollars housing people that broke into this country illegally? It's, it's disgusting. It's absurd. And, and this is why people are so upset and why they want change. I think I saw something that that you might have been the catalyst to change. I remember seeing you on a debate stage with Frank LaRose and Matt Dolan, and you basically said, look, I'm the only candidate who believes that we should be taking people out of the country if they're here illegally and returning them. And what I thought I heard the others say was, well, that's just not practical. Uh, are they coming around to your vantage point on that? Well, they, they are not. I mean, certainly Matt Dolan is a full-blown amnesty supporter. He, you know, that's, that's the viewpoint that uh, that kind of old, old called the Republican Party of, of, of Bush, they, this idea that you're going to give people amnesty. What they don't understand is the signal that that sends to people all over the world is if you come into this country illegally and you can stay here long enough, we'll eventually reward you. You have to make the opposite signal, Jack. If you come into this country illegally, you will eventually, no matter what happens, be deported. This is key to securing the border. You cannot secure the border if we continue to reward bad behavior. And if we look at America, we have to believe in the rule of law or we don't. And this is a country built on rule of law. If you violated our laws, you have to leave this country, period. Yeah. 30 seconds left, Bernie. And by the way, anyone that's in an elected office, they commit to uphold the Constitution, and that doesn't seem to be happening. About 30 seconds, what, what do you want our listeners to know and be thinking about? Take a look at the website, BernieMarino.com. Uh, we're leading in fundraising and polling and grassroots and endorsements. Join the movement. We need you. He is Bernie Moreno. He is a GOP candidate for the U.S. Senate. He's a friend of the show. Bernie, thanks for carving out time today to be with us. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jack. You bet. And thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. Quick programming note, uh, 1235, set your alarm. Matt Cook will be here. She's going to talk to us about the GOP U.S. uh, presidential debate set for tomorrow night. And uh, I think she's going to back Nikki Haley on this. So we might have some really good, interesting discussion. Uh, So stay tuned to hear about that and more on The Bruce Woolley Show. Mehet Cook will be with us next at 1235. We're going to talk about that debate set for tomorrow night in Alabama. And uh, we're going to probably talk a lot about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and Ohio's 
Vivek Ramaswamy. Those are the three on stage. Of course, the leader, by depending on how you look at it nationwide or maybe in Iowa, he's up by anywhere from five touchdowns to seven touchdowns. Uh, Donald Trump will not be there. But uh, certainly there will be an opportunity to understand what the thinking is on the Republican side of the aisle. So I'm looking forward to that conversation with Mahek Cook. But I promised you something at the beginning of the show, and I want to make sure that we get into it. Uh, And I I teased it a little bit with the question, how many uh, Americans, what percentage of Americans believe that there are two genders, male and female? The correct answer is 71% of Americans. Now, I want to draw a quick juxtaposition to that. So Ohioans just passed Ohio Issue 1, which is a constitutional amendment that you didn't get the full scoop on because the press didn't do its job. And, of course, proponents of it were going to propagandize the messaging and make sure that you were duped, and they did. But 57% of Ohioans – voted on issue one, which is a radical amendment that will allow abortion to birth for matters of convenience, and it will open the door for minors to gender transition and abort pregnancies without parental consent. 57%. And folks who supported it have been grandstanding the entire month of November and here into December about how 57% is an overwhelming number. Well, as I said before, I'm not real good at math, but I think 71 is significantly higher than 57%. 71% of Americans believe that there are two genders, male and female. And um, they also believe that gender transitioning minors should be outlawed. So there's this conception that This trans movement is large, it's loud, it's needed, it's supported, it's backed by sane, rational parents. Well, Cheryl Atkinson's a heck of a reporter. And in full measure, which is uh, full measure news, she broke open the details of an investigation. And that investigation... uh, really started because the information landscape when it comes to transgender policies went from zero to 60 practically overnight, grabbing headlines, political real estate, funding priorities. And Cheryl believed there is an invisible hand at play. So they wanted to see what's the invisible hand whose arm is it attached to? And so, uh, If you go to fullmeasure.news, you can read the report. There's actually a video there. But a couple of key components. She starts by saying, in December of 2021, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling made news with a tweet. She criticized replacing the word women with the trans-friendly phrase, people who menstruate. Now, the author suffered backlash, was called transphobic. Remember, you you can't disagree with their ideology or you're phobic. Uh, transphobic and even threatened with violence, she says. Hers is hardly a fringe view. The current survey shows a majority of Americans, 71%, believe there are only two genders, male and female. But expressing that has become increasingly forbidden. 
So Cheryl talked with Gregory Angelo, and Gregory Angelo is a gay man, president of New Tolerance Campaign, a group fighting what he calls intolerance double standards. He said, people who think that this is a grassroots movement that is giving rise to the transgender culture in the United States do not understand that this is more of a top-down dynamic that is at play, where you have really just a handful of organizations and LGBT advocacy organizations that are driving the agenda. But because they have such sway and such money, we're going to talk about where that money is coming from, they're influencing everything from schools to politicians to corporate America. Pedro Gonzalez is an independent journalist. He conducted an investigation to get to the bottom of the sudden explosion in trans ideology. The very last, the very least that you can say, he said, is that it's not organic. This is not something that's happening on its own. It's not just the winds of change blowing in. This is orchestrated. This is a forced crisis. This is tub thumping. And then, of course, we've talked about this, right? The press will take that. They'll run with it. And they'll, they'll, they'll help manufacture this crisis. And then if you have a crisis, you can't let a crisis go to waste. Then you need intervention. From politicians, right, who are going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you what they want done. And then the big beast, the power beast, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, Gonzalez wrote a report for the American Principles Project. It's called The Transgender Leviathan. And he says he chose that name on purpose. The Leviathan is a biblical monster that's just enormous. You can only ever catch glimpses of the full size of it. And uh, he, Gonzalez, learned about the big forces behind the funding, and he reveals them. Now, we don't have the full scope of time that we need to go through all of this, but I'm going to finish this after we talk with Mahat Cook because it's super important. But what if I told you one of the mega funders of the trans movement is actually a drug company that supplies chemical castration drugs. Do you believe that to be true? What if I told you one of the significant supporters of the trans movement is another drug company that makes HIV medication and that 40% involved in the trans movement contract AIDS and 60% of blacks involved in the trans movement contract AIDS. Um, does that change your view a little bit about this trans movement, where it's coming from, why it's happening, who's really benefiting? Are we saving our kids or are we creating revenue streams for drug companies? We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Here on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Up next, Mehek Cook. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.